Welcome back to Mercy Talk Podcast. In case you missed last week's show with our international guests, Pam Grimshaw and Laura Ryder from our home in the UK, you definitely should go back and catch that. It was amazing to hear the passion that these ladies have for seeing people walk in freedom. And some of the stories that Pam shared just so perfectly captured the heart behind how Mercy wants to partner with local churches and equip leaders to help broken people um, in their midst. And so we just had so much to talk about that we decided to split our discussion into two shows. And Pam has returned to the UK, but we were able to keep Laura around long enough to continue this conversation. And I know that today's show is going to be just as amazing. So Laura, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. I'm so glad I can be. Wonderful. Um, So Laura, last week you shared uh, your specific role at Mercy UK Mm -hmm. and kind of how you became acquainted with the program. Um, But just for anyone who may have missed last week's show, could you just kind of recap that for us? Sure. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, I hope you enjoy the English accent for another podcast. (laughs) Um, My name, yep, as Melanie's already said, is Laura. I uh, am the corporate director. So um, part of my role is to oversee the whole infrastructure of the organisation. So I'm responsible uh, for Mercy in the UK, for the finances, for uh, employment of people, for uh, partnerships, and just kind of gathering as many people in on the journey um, to see lives changed and to see people grab a hold of freedom freedom again and walk out into the full purpose of their lives. Great. And can you share again just quickly like how you became acquainted with Mercy in the first place? Yeah, sure. It's a good story. So I'm okay (laughs) to say it again. So um, yeah, I uh, shared last time that um, one of my passions in life um, is skiing. And uh, I I say to people, second to Jesus, skiing uh, (laughs) comes closely second. And um, I was out skiing in, I think, Austria, and I met a girl there who had a really severe eating disorder. And she told me that she'd applied to this place called Mercy, and I had never heard of Mercy before. And this is probably going back about nine years now. And she, I just asked her to share a little bit about it. And as she spoke to me, something just ignited in my heart and I found out that they do everything for for free for the people that they're helping that they rely solely on donations to run what they do and I was like I have to do something for them I have to just find a way to get some money to them so I lived about four hours away at the time and I just started fundraising and raising money kind of a parallel story to that I was actually planning on moving nearer where Mercy's based in the UK to do a leadership course and um, thought oh what a coincidence like Mercy and this course are close by each other but we know in God there's no coincidences so it was a setup (laughs) and I ended up um, volunteering with Mercy a few months later really and uh, I shared before that my background is in finance and I really struggled to believe that there would be somewhere for me to volunteer at Mercy with my background because I'm so passionate about people but on paper it just looked like it was all about the numbers and um, when it came to actually sending in my volunteer application form I found out that they had been desperately praying for someone with finance skills to come and help them because their finance manager was just about to go on maternity leave and they had no one to to help them out so I was the answer to their prayers and just really you know I've always believed God to be a dream giver but I am really living my dream being able to do what I do using my skills but in somewhere that and for something that I'm so passionate about so great love it 
you know, one of the reasons that we wanted to be able to bring our UK staff onto Mercy Talk to share with all of you is not only because we wanted to be able to connect just on, you know, what's happening with Mercy in the UK and what all you guys doing there, um, and to hear your vision for kind of where you're headed as an organization, but also just because uh, we are just always blown away when we're around our staff from the UK, just because of the love that they carry and the strength that they carry. And it doesn't take but five minutes of a conversation with any of you, I feel like, to just so evidently see what you carry. Uh And um, I just know, Laura, it's been such an encouragement. Our time that we've ever had together, it's just always so um, encouraging and inspirational to me. And so that's a big reason also that we just wanted to have you guys on the show. We just know that you carry so much love and, Mm -hmm. and passion for what we do but also in your own walk with the Lord personally. And so today, I know that you've shared with me that you went on a really um, amazing Mm -hmm. journey just a few years ago. And I don't want to say much about it because I just want to let you take the details from here. But would love for you to just kind of share about that and Uh and what happened. Sure. So um, obviously having to raise all our own funds to be able to do what we do, we have to kind of think up some crazy ideas (laughs) to make that happen. So we've jumped out of planes and (laughs) we have also climbed big mountains. And so, yeah, a few years back now, um, I had an amazing opportunity actually to climb Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania, which is, I think, the fourth largest mountain in the Mm. world, like the largest freestanding mountain. And um, to be honest, this is just the way God continues to work, because I would have loved to do that anyway. But then getting to do it and to actually raise money for mercy at the same time is a win-win for me. So yeah, eight of us um, set out on the trek. It's a six-day journey, uh, four days walking up the mountain, two days down the mountain, kind of camping along the way at altitude. And um, I didn't really think about it much before, but actually during that journey, obviously it's an amazing experience physically, but actually there's a whole lot that goes on emotionally Mm -hmm. and spiritually while you're doing something like that and and pushing your body to the limits that really made it something way more special Mm -hmm. than I thought it would be and being able to connect with people that are on a journey to walking out more of their freedom Mm -hmm. and um, also just seeing it from I guess God's perspective of when he's encouraging us to do something and to move forward I kind of had a physical experience of what that looked like going up a mountain that I kind of was way outside of my limits and experiences before and having to put my trust in um, mountain guides, mountain leaders and everything like that. So yeah, it was incredible. Laura, this is what I loved when I heard about this story was just learning all of the things like you referenced that Mm -hmm. the Lord taught you through that experience. And I mean, I remember, gosh, you had so many things to share. I I was like, you could have a whole book on this experience. (laughs) It's so amazing. So I would love for you to just kind of hit a couple of the high points of just what was it Uh that the Lord not only showed you about the freedom journey that Mm. especially our mercy um, young women are walking through, but also just for you personally Mm -hmm. and for anybody who's on a journey with the Lord, which we all are, what what are the things that he taught you through this experience? Yeah, definitely. So um, one of the the kind of, I guess, main things that I learned along the way, and now this is now written up in my office, so any of my staff that come into my office will see it, and probably any of my friends will have heard me say it as well, but it's little steps conquer big mountains. Mm. 
because actually to walk for six days, you you have to pace yourself. Mm-hmm. And to walk at altitude, you often have to go slower than you would do if you're kind of walking around, uh, you know, the block or the shopping mall or something like that. And actually, when you begin, you feel like you could go 10 times faster than you actually are, because you don't understand what is coming up mm-hmm. ahead of you. And so day one, we're kind of plodding, in all honesty, kind of going, why are we going so slow? Like, right. Like, (laughs) can we get a move on? Like, we got a mountain to climb. Like, you know, we could we could pick up the pace a little. And we'd already been instructed before we began that you don't overtake the mountain leader. Like he sets the pace Mm. and you follow behind him. And it was you really wanted to like he was going so slow Uh like I don't know if you've sat behind a car in traffic or where there's no traffic and the car is doing like half the speed limit and you're like what are you doing like are you driving backwards like it almost felt like we were walking backwards but little did we know that he was setting us up to get to the summit and to have the energy and to have the ability and Mm. the stamina to reach the top because by day four I tell you we didn't want to walk anywhere Mm. like he was the one having to tell us like put one foot in front of the other put one foot in front of the other and I just think gosh if they hadn't given us that instruction and if we hadn't followed and been obedient to what they said and actually honored Mm. that they knew the mountain they knew how to climb it we we may never have reached the summit in the first place and I think that's the first lesson that I learned that actually God sees the big picture, mm-hmm. like he knows where he's taking us. He knows the things that he's leading us into. And we are so keen to get there sometimes. And we are so enthusiastic to get there. And those are all good things. But he has a pace. And sometimes that pace feels so much slower than we want it to be. But actually, in his pace, we always make the summit of the mountain. And we always conquer the things he's asking us to conquer. We always get breakthrough in the areas where we want breakthrough. But sometimes, you know, we're human, aren't we? We just try to overtake him. We try to second guess him. Mm -hmm. We try to read his instructions and put our own little caveats to it. And um, it pretty much almost always ends up in disaster Mm. like we end up having to go oh uh, I need to go back again I need to catch him up again or he you know we're waiting for him going god hurry up hurry up and he's like no I set the pace right and so that was one of the first things I was thinking about just even as you were describing that how that parallels not only to people who you know we've been talking so much over the last few weeks just about people who are walking the journey to freedom and so they're walking through uh, maybe different hurts that they've experienced Mm -hmm. and and lies that Mm -hmm. they're trying to overcome and how you know that isn't just an overnight quick fix and there is a journey and you have to be patient with Mm -hmm. it and persistent and not give up yeah um but I'm also even thinking about how you you know you and I've talked a little bit about just kind of the vision that we have for mercy and just kind of where we're going Mm -hmm. and how sometimes the Lord can give you um a vision for something Mm -hmm. or something that you want to see happen Mm -hmm. um maybe with your career or just whatever it might be and you just want to see it immediately and you want to just knock it all out Mm -hmm. real quickly yeah and how he absolutely has to be the one to set the pace on that you have to be patient with it and let him unfold things in his timing and it always 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 works out better that way so true so i was just thinking about it in both in both Uh lights exactly not just people who are walking through Mm -hmm. hard things and but it's also for people who have dreams for their life and things they want to see happen and 
letting the Lord exactly. set the pace. We would be so happy, wouldn't we, if mountains could be done in one single step? Absolutely. Like if our advances happened like in giant leaps. And to be honest, sometimes they do because there's different ways mm-hmm. that we navigate things. Like, I, you know, some mountains are meant to be pushed into the sea. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus said, like you only need faith as small as a mustard seed and that mountain can be moved. And I think that's right. Some things can be spoken into being. Mountains mm-hmm. can be shifted, but other times God takes us through a process because what we learn in the process equips us for what is coming ahead. So if we'd run at the bottom of the mountain, like actually the consequence of that could be that I could die at the top of the mountain Mm -hmm. because actually the slow pace at the beginning was to get us to be acclimatized to the altitude levels that we're walking at to help make sure that we're taking in enough water so that we weren't dehydrated by the time we were on day four like all of those things were preparation keys helping us to be able to actually live at the summit at the top and be able to enjoy you know where he was taking us and um, yeah so and I tell friends like when we're walking in the midst of it the other thing I learned is to celebrate every step Mm -hmm. like we need to learn how to enjoy our lives in the direction that we're going in before we get to where we think we've made it or where the breakthrough is and actually learn how to celebrate the little steps and um, I love the freedom experience and kind of what happened at the weekend uh, a few days ago where that was really you know, acknowledged and and celebrated. This is just another step. We've just Mm -hmm. taken another step. And so actually celebrating, breaking things down into, you know, renewing the mind is actually a series of steps. Like the first thing to renew your mind is to take every thought captive. Right. And, And to get to that place and go, I've just taken a thought captive is worthy of celebration that we've stopped a moment to go, I've got thoughts here and I need to take them captive, you know, and then it says like renew, renew your mind so that that's a different step. And actually sometimes we um, don't give ourselves enough celebration and enough encouragement Mm -hmm. for the little steps that are involved in getting to where we need to go. And actually I am, you know, a big believer in kind of being your best encourager and so you'll often find me talking to myself it's perhaps a little bit embarrassing (laughs) but if I'm in the car like this is a good example so over here you drive on the wrong side of the road (laughs) and I've had a car while I'm here it's the first time I've driven in the states and um, I'm driving there but I'm giving myself constant encouragement (laughs) like you're doing good Laura you're doing good yep you're staying on the right side of the road this is great this is great oh you made the turn you made the turn and you're still on the right side of the road this is good okay we're going to indicate now we're going to indicate okay we're overtaking this is great you're doing so good and then when I got there I'm like I'm the best sat nav that's ever existed (laughs) sat navs just tell you which way to turn they should always congratulate you for making the right turn that's great and then you know when I get to the destination I'm like well done you've arrived you've arrived you've arrived let's just take a moment and uh, we do we have to celebrate every little step because life is made for enjoyment like it doesn't mean we have it will always be enjoyable but we need to find joy even Mm. in the tough times to be able to continue to bring hope to ourselves to continue to tell ourselves that it's worth it to continue see the bigger picture Mm -hmm. and the promises that lie ahead of us and um, so good I've always thought too just how I just personally really do believe that the enemy's one of his primary tactics is discouragement and so if you are on that journey and you Mm -hmm. trip and you fall Mm -hmm. he will do whatever he can to keep you down so that you do not get back up and take the next step and so I just love that because the 
importance of us celebrating uh-huh. and encouraging ourselves yeah. is huge exactly. and just continuing and being persistent exactly. and committing to the journey. Exactly. So I love, I love that. Yeah. Just, um, you know, in a work setting, the way that works for me is, you know, no, no workplace is perfect. Like there's always different challenges, whether that's in deadlines or trying to juggle lots of different things or even just with people. And one of the ways I've learned to navigate that in, in kind of my life is rather than seeing things as a problem, seeing them as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, something happens like this IT system goes down or like we, we are really in need of some money and it doesn't look like it's coming through. Like rather than finding that a crisis, my little step in that moment is God thank you for this opportunity to receive Mm -hmm. more of your grace Mm -hmm. thank you for this opportunity to see more of your faithfulness thank you for this opportunity to see more of your love thank you for this opportunity to see your provision and just how everything is actually an invitation from him that we get to respond to for him to mm-hmm. be more fully himself in our lives and in the lives of those around us. Yeah, that's great. Laura, one of the things that I remember you sharing with me that was one of my very favorites as far as lessons that you learned through this experience was um, what it what God taught you about walking in the dark. And yeah. so I would love for you to just kind of as maybe one last thing for us to touch sure. on today, what he taught you about that. Sure. Okay, so... Um, When you're climbing uh, Mount Kilimanjaro, this might be the same for other mountains, but this is my only mountain I've climbed that this is this high. The summit climb, you know, they want you to be able to see the sunrise um, on the summit and it's a seven hour walk uh, up the mountain on this last climb before the sun rises. So you actually start walking at 11.30 at night Hmm. and walk for seven hours to get there at 6.30 at the crack of dawn to see the sunrise over the top of this mountain and be able to look out across Africa and just see the openness of, of what's available, um, which sounds amazing. Again, so the the summit is the, the sunrise and the beautiful scenery mm-hmm. and just the incredible a sense of accomplishment. But before that comes seven hours of walking in the dark. And um, that was probably the toughest walk that I've ever done. Like in the dark, I mean, like no torchlight. You can't see your feet. You feel sick. You um, want to sleep. You, you know, you're being uh, affected by the altitude. And um, all you have is the guide. He actually, this is amazing. They sing to you. Hmm. to keep you going wow so you've got your guide ahead of you and all the um, porters are carrying your stuff singing songs to you to encourage you to keep going up this mountain and what a reflection of God Mm. is that you know we know that his verse his word says that he sings over us yeah and sometimes we need to stop when we're in those dark moments to hear the song that he is singing to encourage us to keep walking and to keep moving and it was a really beautiful picture but the other thing as well um, on the flip side of that that really made me see kind of how hard it is sometimes to make those choices and I know I've made them in my life too but when you're on the other side of a hard choice you forget how hard it actually was Mm. to make the choice in the first place but it it made me realize that when we're encouraging people to release forgiveness or when we're encouraging people to let go of comforts and security that they have made themselves 
that they don't know what's on the other side. Right. It's like being asked to walk in the dark to some a mountain. That I had to trust the mountain guide that he knew the footsteps I needed to take. He knew the route up to the top because he had done it countless times and I'd never done it before. And normally when you climb a mountain, you do it in the daytime so you can see the top, you can see where you're going. But right. in this instance, all you could see was the camp that you had left behind you down the mountain so the camp looked warm it it, it was where my bed was it was where food was you know all of the comforts and that's again another picture like what is behind us sometimes looks so much more comfortable than what's ahead of us when we're walking in the dark Mm -hmm. and actually to make the summit I had to trust that the mountain guide was leading me safely up the path and that he was taking me the best route for my energy levels, for my abilities, for the equipment that we were carrying, and that he was going to make sure that all of us got to the summit safely. There's such a so much trust that you're placing in someone that, you know, you really have only just started to get to know. And I, as I was walking up that mountain, I just kept thinking, I have to keep going. I have to keep putting one foot in front of the other because I'm not just doing this for me. I'm raising money for Mercy as well. And behind Mercy, behind the doors of Mercy are individual people. And with every individual person is a story. And with every story, there's pain and there's hurt and there's problems. And when people come through the doors of Mercy, we're asking them to lay down their problems and to place their trust in the hands of a God who loves them unconditionally. But often the way they encounter God is through the hands of the people. Mm -hmm. And actually when we're asking them to forgive, it is like saying up there is a breakthrough. Up at the top of this mountain, this journey that you're on is a sunrise that you will never forget and a moment that you will cherish forever and something that's going to change your life forever. But you need to trust us and you need to trust God that he will guide your footsteps to get you there safely and that that is going to involve tough choices. And I remember just being on that mountain going, I'm doing this for every single woman, every single person that we are encountering and uh, releasing a message of freedom and tools of hope to be able to walk forwards because if I can't climb this mountain I can't expect them to do Mm. what we're asking them to do spiritually to keep moving forward because you don't stop when the going gets tough you keep putting one foot in front of the other and celebrating the little steps that then enable you to conquer the big mountains yeah oh so good I just feel like everything you've shared is just rich and full of a million other aspects of God's character Mm -hmm. and what it looks like to walk this journey I'm telling you Laura, you have a book. <laughs> I'm just going to wait. Everybody okay. stay tuned for uh, yeah. whatever this book may be by Laura Ryder. It's going to be awesome. But gosh, we just, I mean, we could probably keep going and going, uh-huh. but um, I know our, our time is is up for today, but I just am so grateful for you sharing that um, oh, amazing you for, insight. Thank you for and, having me. Thank you for having me and Pam. It's been brilliant. Yes. We've loved having you guys and obviously love hearing about just kind of what you do with Mercy and what's uh-huh. happening over there. But you guys have just been so encouraging. I know to everybody here, but also I know to our listeners just on what this looks like to do this journey yeah. and to walk with the Lord mm-hmm. and, and his heart. And I just feel like you guys carry that so mm, wonderfully and you. it just comes through in, in the way that you speak and what you share. And so He's we're a good just God. grateful for it. Absolutely. 
For those of you who have been with us over the last few weeks um, with Mercy Talk, you know that we have been walking through the Keys to Freedom in the newest book by Nancy Alcorn, Ditch the Baggage, which has now been out for a couple of weeks. Um, And I think it just ties in so perfectly with what we've been talking about today and how you just, you take the next steps. You keep following the next thing that the Lord has, and sometimes it really is a journey up a mountain. But I really feel like, you know, this this book and uh, the curriculum that we've created around the book. We have a study guide, a leader guide, video teachings. We're trying to do all that we can to help equip you with the tools and help you with those steps and help kind of walk alongside you in that journey. And so um, we encourage you, you can actually get the book, Ditch the Baggage on Amazon.com. If you are interested in the study guide or the leader guide, any of the curriculum that we've created, you can actually get that on our website at mercymultiplied.com. Laura, again, it's been so wonderful to have you. Um, Thank you. Thank you again for everyone for joining us, and we hope to see you next week.